And then they come back <laughs> with the moldy bowl with the dead goldfish in it. Man. And they go, I guess we're ready for a new goldfish. <laughs> and then, you know, the, you know what Postlight does? Then we look them in the eye and we go, you're also going to need a new bowl. Hey, Gina. Hey, Paul. We're going to talk a little bit about some software created by one of the world's worst programmers, me. (laughs) Oh, this will be fun. I know. But we should also talk a little bit about a company called Postlight, where you and I both work, that is a place where some of the world's best product strategists, product designers, and product engineers work. You know, I think the thing worth emphasizing for people listening is we're a place that loves building software, but we really like partnering like i mean think about the relationships you're managing right now how long are they running oh six nine twelve months long-term partnerships uh folks who are like what should i do like i got this problem what should i do that's right and you don't run in there and go like javascript and you don't run in there and you don't go like design thinking you go in and you say okay tell Tell me me about about the problem tell me about the problem and let's reduce the uncertainty around it Tell me again. Now let me, me introduce me to 25 more people and then let, let them tell me. Oh, yeah. The listening tour is a part of it for sure. Yeah. And then you build. Then you build. Only then. So, But that is, that is who we are. We are your long-term product strategy and product development partner. Okay. I'm ready to talk about this thing. Great. Let's do it. Every once in a while, Paul, you come into work on a Monday morning and you're like, I was working on this thing and here it is. And you did that recently. And I opened the thing and I was like, this thing is so cool. It spoke to my soul. So let's, okay, so it has a silly name. So, and, and this probably won't be its final name. It's called Account. Account. So if you go to account.postlight.com, you can see it. And actually, I want to know more about the name, but first, just say what it is. What is Account? So Account is, first of all, go check it out. It is little stories like, hey, you drank three sodas a day. And over the year, that cost, you know, and if it's two fifty a soda, which people are like, that's crazy, but not in a New York City bodega, a 20-ounce Diet Coke can easily run 225 to 250 It adds up to this much money over the course of the year. So like that little like personal finance story, the only thing that's different is that instead of just those numbers, which are calculated automatically, it gives you a little slider. So you put in, it's like a calculator built into a story. It's really cool. We, we built recently, I don't know, I guess last year now, we built a little mini spreadsheet called Tiny Sheet. And it's a classic spreadsheet. You know, you pop numbers, there's two columns, rows, pop numbers in, you do a calculation. It's, it's Tiny Sheet is the website, right? Is, is the website. Tinysheet.com? Yeah, tinysheet.com. And so account is like similar, except that there's a narrative. Like there's a rationale, there's a story. Like you spent this much on Cokes. What if you took this money and did something else with it? And currently, the way the way that you make the stories is they're just simple text files, and then you put the calculations in brackets. And there's an easy way to do it, and it's pretty – if you can do algebra, you can do this, right? And so this truly was a two-weekend project. I'm always – as I feel as CEO, it's important to keep my skills and my awareness up, so that's always part of it. I'm actually – you know, I tend to read developer blogs and, and design blogs and try to keep aware of what's going on out there. So I'm always looking for a little project. And I've also been spending more time trying to 
tell visual stories as part of representing and selling services and talking to people about Postlight. And so that's, that's another thing that's happening, right? I'm building little software tools to share screens when I'm telling people about our services. Yeah, I mean, this was what I was wondering about. Like, what's the impetus? Like, you, you focus on sales at Postlight, so you're talking to prospects a lot. And I know that you've been, and we talked about this in recent episodes, figuring out how do I engage people on a video call? How do I show? How do I actively listen? And it feels like account is part of this. I'm, I'm sort of curious, like, is, was this, has this been in your head, like, for a while? Or were you, you know, writing out, like, I know there are other apps like Solver, and there's just regular spreadsheets, and... One of the things I believe in very strongly, I don't believe that there are too many new ideas. There's a tremendous focus on new ideas in our world, but most ideas are just kind of floating out there waiting for their moment. And there are wonderful precedents for the kind of thing I did here going back to like the 60s and 70s. But mm -hmm. also on the web, there's Tangle.io and there is a, a, a language called Idle um, or Idle. I-D-Y-L-L, -L. So, which are all about embedding interactive elements into stories so that you can explain things. But, you know, they really tend to be focused on complex visual explanations. I want to take a really complex abstraction and make it visual and interactive and show how the chart changes and so on. And one of the great lessons of my time as a writer for a large audience and then also as a business person is that you can't make it simple enough. Caveman, right? Caveman. Caveman is, no, exactly. Like people understand basically how to use a calculator, how to make a spreadsheet, calculate things with cells. Like, like lots of people, not, and not everybody, but lots of people who are working with kind of symbols day to day, they get that knowledge. But then that's it. Like you can't really ask too much more from people than, than that. And, and so that's all. That's all I'm trying to do here is I was like, you know, what if it was really, really simple? And I looked at those languages because I was out looking for ways to present rich interactive. So that aren't just Google Slides or aren't just PowerPoint, but actually, how am I going to get complex ideas onto screens, boxes, architecture, diagrams, things like that, and not just make them static, but God, could they be interactive? Like we, we are a software company. Can I give people software instead of a deck? Yeah, I mean, this is the thing that account does, right? There are these sliders and you adjust the sliders and then the numbers or the, or the words change in the story. And, I, and, and you, used, you used React for this, which is, I feel like it's a, a very, very good case for like explaining even what React is good at and what it's for. Yeah, this is the real thing, actually. And this is one of the reasons why that could be a two-weekend project. This would have been a lot harder in the olden times. Mm -hmm. So React is basically a whole lot of stuff that allows you to write a ton of JavaScript functions, but it still feels kind of like the web. And that is, a, I'm, I'm being abstract and vague on purpose here, but like React feels and looks like a lot of things, but ultimately it just, everything, it, it kind of looks like the web and it kind of looks like you're writing HTML and it kind of seems like you're writing JavaScript. Mm -hmm. What it turns into is that everything is a function that can call all the other functions. Right. And so, and then the way that React really works, it's a front-end framework, is that you write all these little components and components are paragraphs and divs and sliders and, you know, all the things that you might have in a web page, up to and including charts and forms and fields. So you write those and they look kind of like the web does, but instead of updating them or being very conscious of them, you're always instead trying to modify a thing called state. State being a big hairy variable 
for the most part. Just like, sort of like there's stuff, you know, all the stuff that you do when you're programming, your your field names and your your strings and your integers and whatever all go in this big thing called state. And what React does is keep an eye on that. And when it changes, it says, that's interesting. You know, you used to have a field here called number of dogs, underscore, underscores in between those words, and it was set to three, but now it's set to four. And then it goes, what components are actually talked to that variable? Like, what do we need to redraw on the screen so that that three becomes a four? And so what's really attractive about that is instead of thinking too much about your interface, you just update your state. And all of a sudden, everything changes on the screen, which is not as big a deal programming-wise if, like, let's say you're going out to some web service to find out if a person is logged in or not. Like, there's a lot of ways you can do that. But boy, is it nice when you move a slider and 25 other things need to update automatically. Oh, it's so nice. I mean, I'm a really old school, like web developer where I'm like, you write HTML pages. And then when you want to do something, maybe you've got a little jQuery or whatever, and you click on a link and the web browser makes a request to the server and the server compiles some new HTML and sends it down to you. And it's this really heavy, old school, hard, hard reload kind of system. But I think one of the things I really love about account is that it took me a while to get my head around why any anyone would want the like layers of complexity and abstraction that like React provides. Like I like like I was I, I didn't like React at first. I was like, you are taking me away from the DOM and I want to get closer, right? Like like I like you you have this whole new model that I have to learn and I was like resentful and hostile about it because I'm old and middle aged and I get to be that. But the, the thing about account, I mean I, I it really, you know, you move the slider and the page reacts like that's what I mean, the, 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 the name magical, is magical right like that's that's what we were told we were going to have like in 1983 yes yes it truly turns the, a web you know the web page into a web app and in a way that like became really super clear to me and, and because you've got this like text file which also sort of spoke to my soul where i could say you know this expression evaluates to this and so when the values change the output changes it's it's just it's really well done what i'm doing and i think what's speaking to you because i thought about this too is Okay, it's little equations embedded in a story. All I did was get us back. I basically took all the cool things that React lets you do, which is have an enormous number of interdependent components that can update when one of them changes. Mm -hmm. So I move one slider and other sliders can move, or I move one slider and 50 different numbers change. And I can also automatically draw a chart if I want to, because I know what X and Y values are. Like So all those things that are really neat, all I did was kind of retrofit them into the document way of thinking for the web. So I was like, oh, well, what if all the dot parts of the document could talk to all the other parts of the document? React makes that super easy. You just abstract that you abstract out the parts that are going to change and then you hand that back to state so all you do is you say hey, when a slider moves update this thing over here and that's it and then instead of setting up a bunch of components and saying this is instead the document turns into components so this was actually what was magical about the web in the early days of the web and you could put forms in and people could post and you were like oh my god i can do whatever uh, but what's weird is and where we've gone in the last i don't know five ten years or so is people have said, no, 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 no. Nobody needs to communicate with documents. What they need is rich, interactive, app-style experiences in their web browser. And this is a framework for making that wonderful, right? And so yep. the two worlds can coexist. It's sort of silly that they don't. What I will say is a lot of the systems that 
are there. I'm being mindful. I'm not disparaging any of the other efforts here. They, a lot of efforts going into them, and they're good for really complicated stuff, like things where the the charts move in certain ways, and you know, a lot of the, a lot of the rich interactive languages for sharing visual explanations are about really complicated things with strong math and physics underneath them. And this is literally me going, what if the calculator that I had when I was 11 years old could be built into my word processor? Like it's yeah. no, yeah, that's I it. I mean, this is, this is the other part of it that really resonated with me. So we're, I mean, I say we're homeschooling my child. We're not actually homeschooling. We're distance learning. Uh, You're at with, home. With, I'm at home and my, and my kid is in school and she's really good at math, except mm-hmm. if you give her a formula, she is utterly uninterested and even engaging with it. But if I say to oh, her, she likes like adding, she, she likes, likes multiplication, wor- and yeah, she likes situation. She's really into stories. She loves stories. She loves books and stories, right? So like the the reading part is strong. The math part, she's capable but uninterested. But if I give her a word, if I say to her, Jane has thirteen apples and gave five to John, like, and John really wants to eat one, like, how many does John have left? Like, she engages with that because that is something that she can imagine and has meaning to her because there's like characters and a narrative. Narrative and and seeing her respond to that and I'm the same way I, I mean I I just something I've really learned a lot about a post light is like these sort of back of envelopes like the client has these needs we have these resources it's going to be about this time and and you and Rich really are like masters of this of being able to just do this calculation in your head and I'm not as fast I'm not as good I always have to write it down but this like having this sort of like real world world narrative that the, the putting the story with the numbers was just magical to me look that's where I want to get what I want to do is have a little zoo of business models and, and mm-hmm. ideas because what I want to be able to do is explain to clients and people who want to be clients and be like, hey, you know, I heard you. We, do, we did that interactive digital whiteboarding session and then I went away and I heard you and I tried to model out a little bit of what I heard and mm-hmm. make it so that we could understand the ranges. And once we understand... Where is the value for Postlight? The, the value for Postlight is not simply that we build software. We do that reliably and we're proud of it. But why would you call us instead of just essentially like outsourcing it for much, much less money, right? It's because we will understand that business case and we'll encode that understanding into the thing we build. And I mean, this is not me pitching. This is why people give us more money than they would give, you know, someone they find on Upwork to do a thing. Right. And so what I want to do is is make, and what I'm trying to do is the person who runs sales, which look, if, if people know me and know my background, Running sales for a mid-sized and growing agency in the hot-blooded world of American capitalism isn't an outcome people would have chosen for me when they were predicting <laughs> where I was headed. I've known right? you for 15 years, Paul. Maybe more now, uh, and 20. it's true. I would not. I, I, <laughs> I would not have predicted it. It's been amazing to watch, actually. All I'm saying is. Like, I find a vast amount of modern American capitalism culture utterly exhausting. And if you look mm-hmm. at the content this company produces, it's produced by me and you and people like us. Like, it's not, mm-hmm. we're not going to market to you in such a where it feels like we're licking your ear, right? We're going <laughs> to say, hey, you know what we do that's pretty valuable? This. And if it's useful to you, I, God, I hope you get in touch. Like, that is, that's the strategy. And what I'm realizing, and look, I mean, it's too early for big lessons from the big moment that we're in right now. It is way too True. early. Yeah, There's, definitely. We're going to, but a thing I keep learning is how important active listening is, that I just need to listen better over and over and over again. 
Open your ears. And how do you listen better? You don't just sit there and stare into the HD 1080p Logitech camera that I grabbed on the way out of the office as <laughs> the balloon went up, right? Like I, I go, I, you draw pictures, you take notes, you ask questions, you say, this is a dumb question, but, and you get people. And it's not just about showing that you're engaged. It's about actually being engaged. And really what it comes down to is I'm doing something for you essentially for free. Like I'm doing right. something for you because it's more interesting for us to learn together than for me to just tell you about how great my company is. Right. And, and as a part of sales, I mean, we've just got this parade of prospects, you know, many of which, the mo most of which we don't close, right? But we get to, he we hear a lot. We hear a lot of business problems and scenarios and models, right? This is the hardest thing. So here's number one. If I was to give myself advice seven or eight years ago or anyone advice in this world, take all the calls. There was a yeah. point where we, we were experimenting with Facebook advertising. And mm -hmm. let me be clear. That didn't work. It was bad. <laughs> it, it was bad. It didn't work. But wow, yeah. we saw nobody, a lot. No, nobody on Facebook is like, oh, I wonder how racist my aunt is being right now. <laughs> oh, an agency that will build incredibly complicated software. Let me click. Right, like that. So it turns out that Facebook ads are not the greatest thing for an agency. It's they're not right I mean, for maybe, us. Maybe they're good for brand. I don't care. It's Facebook. So, but what it meant is that while we were doing it, uh, the number of leads that came in, a good a good number of leads for a company like ours is a couple a week, right? And and mm -hmm. those are relatively qualified because people are, maybe get what we're doing. I still get, we still get lots of email that are like, I, I have $500 and I want to build a website. And it's like yeah. this not for you then. And I always try to send them on their way and go like, you know, go check out like one of the freelancer sites that's, you don't want us. But Facebook meant like a hundred leads coming in a day and they were bananas. Just like. It was intense. It was intense. It really, it just felt like just gazing directly into the id of like, I, I, I yeah, I don't know what. It was wild. Uh, what is my job as CEO? You know, my co-founder Richard is our closer, especially and, and very good at structuring the really big stuff. And I am in charge of the sales culture. I'm going to take every damn call. And I did. I did. You and did. I talked to people. I talked you to a soldier. hundreds of people. You know what? The, after the first five, 10 calls, it's not painful anymore. This is the thing. It is hard to get started because you're like, oh boy, this is terrible. I need to need to sell some services today. And then after like call five, you're like, yeah, nothing matters. Yeah, I got this. Yeah. It, it, it's so funny. You're, you're in, you've honed your instincts too. I've been on calls with you and you can tell within 10 minutes, you know, is this somebody we can help out by referring? Is this someone we can help out at all? Is this someone that doesn't make sense? Like you've gotten, and you're incredibly just generous with your time in general, with your inbox and your, and sales call time. That's very nice and very flattering. It's very conscious, which is, what are we here for? Right. right? I'm going to make money. We're going to be okay. Postlight does well. We have a good product in a good market. Even when things are up and down, we do a thing that people want. So we're very, very lucky. I also believe that more people should be in our world and more people should understand where the ranges are and how they work. Now, there are human beings who get in touch and are like, I could get this done online for $500. And you're like, well, that is absolutely right you for you. Yeah, you should do that. I, yeah, yeah, like I hear, I yes. Why in God's name would you engage an expensive services firm slash consulting and product partnership firm? Like mm -hmm. instead of, if you didn't know exactly why you wanted it. It's like, yep. don't go to the, the cardiologist at Mount Sinai because you have a sore foot. Right. <laughs> right. Like <it's> just, <laughs> right. Like, Tell me what you're using account for. So accounts funny because I built account 
while I was on my way to build some building something else. So this is oh. this is the. <laughs> this I didn't know close. that. This is good backstory. So wait, you were on your way to building something else, and you kind of were like, "Oh, let me just go down this road for a little bit." Yeah. So what I'm trying to do is put together just a couple frameworks and tools that I can use in sales communication and also publishing. Like Postlight produces an enormous amount of content for an agency. You know, we don't talk about this a lot, but we follow pretty solid rules of journalistic ethics as a good baseline and and are pretty serious about style and pretty serious about tone and quality. And so what I would love to do and what I truly want to do is just have more interactive software as our publishing experiences go out. Right. Mm -hmm. We publish blog posts on WordPress. A great thing to do. That is very valuable. But boy, is it nice to move sliders. We published it. We created a thing a long time ago, meaning like three months, no, like a year, (laughs) uh, called RFP Builder, which is like a tool for making RFPs for, especially for like CMS driven websites by just clicking. Because it's hard to write RFPs. RFPs are requests for proposals. I love things that don't make you do any work, but let you explore Mm -hmm. and think. They're not the same as real work. But they are really great. I like messing around in spreadsheets. I like um, little interactive simulations. I like things where you, you know, where the graphs pop up because you can think. Like that's all. I I just want to think. And I I don't, you don't have to have the answer. And everything is very answer driven. So things that let you write the RFP just by smashing the mouse button. Wonderful. And so the other thing I'm working on, and we're working on this pretty steadily, is I want the number one thing we do when we're talking to people about what we're going to build for them is draw what I call layer cakes, little rectangles with other rectangles on top, showing the platform that, you know, like here's the content part, here's the marketing component, here's where analytics go, and sort of bundling that together and then thinking through the work necessary to make that into reality. Like, oh, so, so not the tech architecture. You're not like, here's Postgres and here's graphical and here's React. It, it's it's the, the conceptual components. A little bit of each is actually helpful to be messy. Because, mm-hmm. you know, it, otherwise you get into these very complicated arguments when you're drawing your rectangles about, like, is this content or is this marketing? or right. like, You just, like, words have to go in a box somewhere. And so sometimes it's just good enough to just say data. And then sometimes it's branding, right? But, like, mm-hmm. there's going to be tools. Then you figure out what your deliverables are and what the actual artifacts are. But the platform is mentally different. And yep. so... You know, I start, I've been drawing those using a tool called Whimsical, which is just a, like a, a sketching framework tool that you can, uh, you can hit at whimsical.com. But what I really want to do is, is have more of a dynamic system where I can, and I've been doing this, it actually, you write a markdown document and it creates a platform. It, it shows you the pictures and then you can click and it will tell you things about those components and what's inside of them. So this is Layer Cake. Layer Cake also sort of text-based but visualization tool. Interesting. I know we, right. we so haven't actually launched this, but this is this is what you're working on on your way when you stop by it, that account. That's right. So I'm building Layer Cake, and I'm also like Layer. There's a wonderful tool called Reveal, which is a JavaScript presentation layer. Now the thing about Reveal is you're like, oh, okay, it's kind of like PowerPoint but for the web. Except then you realize if you can create any HTML structure at all, you have a presentation that looks roughly as good as a pretty good PowerPoint deck. This is a way of thinking that not a lot of people follow, right? Because most of us think about, I'm going to make a document using a tool. Okay, because I am who I am and I do what I do, 
I think, what is the data and how many different ways could we represent and explore it? And so if you tell me, I want to draw a layer cake diagram in Whimsical, that is wonderful. Do that. Communicate it. Use the, use the browser. But then if you tell me, I could break up my deliverables and my prototype components into two different data types and, and write little lines of text about them. And as a result, I could automatically generate a diagram presentation that walks through every component of the diagram with bullet points. And then I could add some data to that and I could actually, you know, extract a schedule or a budget. Well, now I have something that with a month of training, I could get someone to be able to, because we were talking about earlier with account, right? Like estimation in my brain and in Rich's brain is not great because it doesn't scale. Tools for estimation thinking through, and it's, this is the thing, it's, the spreadsheet isn't enough. You got to do the thinking and you got to yes. tell the story and you got to understand what you're really pitching here and what you're really thinking through. Look, we're a sales organization. We're, and the way I think about the world is you have to model it out and then you have to create representations of that data in a way that people can explore and understand. That's software to me. And so like actually taking it all the way back to React and Account, that's all I'm doing. You move the sliders around and it updates the state and then that, that creates a representation. It just happens in your browser and it seems really obvious. I want our sales and communication culture to actually be that obvious. And then we're as helpful as we can be. Then you go in and you're like, hey, while we were talking, I was able to figure out some key things about your platform. Let me share them with you. You're giving them a way to think about their problem, which is, you know, which is invaluable. It's, it's, it's huge. The more I do that, the better Postlight does. Yes, it's, a, it's, it's good for us. It's good for them. I, you know, when you, when, so when you built account, you preceded it with like, and I don't know how you were thinking about this, but there were like a few examples uh, of, of, of using it. And, and I tried to like reverse engineer your thought process and your brain to walk me through some of the examples. If you go to account.postlight.com, there's a little hamburger menu in the top left, which has gotten a little bit more uh, recognizable yeah, recently. I, I rotated the hamburger menu um, 45, uh, 45%. <laughs> yeah, 45 degrees. And uh, it turns out that that was very upsetting and alienating to people. I, I didn't know that it was a menu. I really, n neither did Rich. People get really pissed off about web interfaces. It's funny. <laughs> you never know. We were all appalled. Once I realized it was a menu, though, and I saw all the other examples, that's when the light went off for me. Yeah, so if you go, I've got blog, coffee, disease, fire. You did that one. Freelancer, funnel, hankies, magazine, and soda. So I'll read, I mean, soda was just me testing. You drink two yeah. Diet Cokes a day at a cost of $1.75 a Diet Coke. That's $80 a month. If you'd put that into a fund with a 6% annual rate, you'd have $13,094 in a decade. So all those numbers are, are generated, right? Right. So uh, I'm just playing, essentially. And so... You know, funnel is one. If you click on funnel, if you go, it is, uh, oh no, wait, that's React. Blog is the one. Blog was actually, it's about the, the range in which you can be successful publishing content to the internet that is funded by advertising. This is very enlightening. I love this one. It's one of my favorites because I think everyone's like, oh, I'm just gonna start, you know, I'll start a blog and I'll make a living starting, you know, writing a blog. And this is amazing. Well, and, and the defaults on it are like this absolute utopia. <laughs> they are absurd. Like you generate yeah. 40 posts a day. Like that, that alone, I just laughed. I just la I lolled. 
Right. And so it's like, you know, it costs money to make content and you're, you're lucky to get some readers and, and, you know, maybe they go look at other pages. And, you know, I put this up. Basically, it's very easy to get into the red the minute you start paying anybody for content. That's, right. that's what you learn. I'd never seen this part of media math. And look, this is very reductive. No blog is actually this, no, nothing is this simple, except at some level, you know, the people I know who've been in the business for decades saw this and were like, yeah, that's the worst thing I've ever seen. Because there's an essential truth to a couple sliders and numbers that is really easy to obscure when you have an ad sales team and you can see some growth and people are telling you to pivot to video. Like, yes, the math sucks it on it publishing online. It's hard. And unless you hit an absolutely vast scale, like you, you lived in this world when you're doing life hacker, like, yeah, it's hard. You need a really good sales team and you need a premium yep. brand and it's burr, 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 and it, and ultimately it is an industry that wants to lose money. It is hankering to destroy money. And that, and it's also, there's a lack of empathy in every direction. You've got writers who can't get paid and you've got people who can't make money and everybody, you know, what's as weird as you, you're like, no, no one, you can't have all these people just living a lie, but you, you do. <laughs> you, can, like, you do. Everyone's angry all the time. <laughs> I mean, look, you've had this experience with me because you've been along on this ride with Postlight, right? I came in and did this after a different background in my life. Because I was like, I'm writing about technology, I'm writing about economics and money, and I'm writing from observation, and I'm writing from theory. And I know, I mean, you had startups and, and done other stuff too, Gina, but like, mm -hmm. you know, we've been in and out. But when you go right up to the face of it, and you are in sales calls, and you realize I must generate this much revenue in order to have these outcomes. And, yep. you know, for me, I always think, I don't even want to talk about this in public, right? But like, the amount of money that a firm needs to make every day. And am I closing that much business or creating an environment in which it's more likely that that business will be closed? And it's a high number. It's a, yep. it's a, it's a really scary number. It's more money than I would ever know what to do with. And yet I have to feed that coal fire every day. Yep. So I walked this into the company. And I was like, hey, guess what I did over the weekend? Which is <laughs> always awkward. <laughs> <laughs> but we have a great, our head of labs is a person named Adam Pash, who is great in, in, in a lot of ways, but one in particular, which is I was like, dude, I, I kind of just want to get it out. Like, I don't want to do a lot of ceremony and I don't want to have this be the boss's project. I just want to open source it, put it on GitHub and then see if there's anything here. Because it's been two weekends and I want to decide if it's worth a third. So Adam was like, yeah, fine. Here, follow. There's like a little bit of a checklist to just make sure that, you know, we're we're kind of doing things right. But he's like, let's go, let's get it up, especially open source. Like, why not just put it out in the yeah. world? And so we put it out and look, the days of you put something out and 2 trillion people look at it are, that that's not the web anymore. But the new metrics, by new metrics, which is pull requests, DMs, people saying, hey, I'd like to use this on a media, at a media company, what do you think? Mm -hmm. It's a huge success, right? Like that, like it's funny that the it's like three or four key yeah. kinds of contact Versus a zillion hits is really different from how it used to be. But anyway, yeah, no, so some good buzz. And now, um, look, the, the the gap with this thing is it is hard for newcomers to edit equations inside of an ASCII text file. <laughs> and that you have to, right, that you have to build locally or commit to GitHub. Or, yeah, exactly. But if <laughs> but you're going to re release the garbage, get it out the there. Garbage. And then like the following week, we added a view source button. So if you, if you go to account.postlight.com and you're looking at, at one of the stories, you can look at the source, you can press view source and you can see what did, what did the person write in order to make those sliders come to life. 
Which I think is actually really important for this because it needs to be accountable. Like it needs to yep. be, no pun intended, like it needs to be, you need to be able to see all the math in a story. And that that to me is a power tool for where we are now as a big, messy culture. And we're looking at ways, we're giving it like, I, see, the, and the way I look at things increasingly, especially React is like a giant SDK and we are in the web kind of, we've got all the components we could want. We've got a simple way to tell a story and a simple way to do math inside of it. Could we make the calculator a little bit easier so that it's easier to put in equations? Could we make it easier to understand what's going on? And could we make it possible to kind of save stuff somewhere? Because it's hard. You know, right now you have to host this thing in your own React environment. Like it doesn't, right. that, that part just doesn't work for humans. Yeah, this is still very much a developer tool, but it, but you can yeah. see how it's made for folks who want to write a story about how a thing works. Well, this is, but what I'm doing that you and I really like is make telling stories, making things that people can play with. And yep. That is the core React value proposition as most people experience it is that it simplifies building apps and app experiences. So that little element of play that is built into, oh my God, I can publish my stuff, has been taken away and it's complicated. There are layers Mm -hmm. and layers of complexity. So the dumbness of the ASCII format that I created with is a huge feature in my opinion. Because I can, because no, because Gina, you sat down and you're like, oh God, this is actually incredibly easy. Like, what is Paul doing? I don't understand. His, yes. that is, that's a hamburger menu. What? <laughs> and then 15 minutes later, even though this is still in super nerd mode, I was able to do something. What's exciting to me is this will sound, this will be very abstract, but what got you connected to this, knowing you, right? Like, it's, it's that you were able to ship software. With very mm-hmm. little effort. You were able yes. to, because that's what this is. This is not, it looks like a document. It's actually software. I am, yep. it, is a, it is a tiny programming language that lets you express equations. Now, if you tell any programmer worth their salt that this is software, they'll be like, no, it's not, because anyone can do that. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> and, that's, and look, that's fair, because people don't think spreadsheets are software. But if you watch someone use a spreadsheet in an advanced way, it's indistinguishable from someone who is a very good like a uh, Python programmer. And, Absolutely. And so like to me, what I did for you is I made it really possible for you to share and explore and create experiences that you could then share out. Mm-hmm. God, we need more of that in our lives. I, we have uh, yeah, so great. many <laughs> blocks of text in this world. Yeah, different ways to tell stories and interactive ways. I, and, and you get a URL after you make a story, you've got a URL, you can share it. I can, you can look bookmark it, look back at it can change it for other scenarios. It's uh, I, I love that you made the URLs uh, hackable so that you get the parameters on the URL. You can actually change the number there and I share certain that. settings. That, oh, that, that just happened? A, that is a library built by Zach Golba at oh, Postlight that we have also nice. open sourced so that the state of the calculator can be shared very, very easily. That's beautiful. That's a beautiful thing. Yeah. Well, Paul, thanks for letting me talk to you about account. I really enjoyed it. Your connection to it is actually a, a huge motivation because I was happy to let it sort of sit and just sort of be a silly folly. But because you engaged with it, not as a like, hey, we're, we should use this to market postlate, but more as a right. like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> that is, that's to me, that's the ultimate validation, right? It's like Gina would like to build these little software experiences and share them. And I think about postlate and I'm like, we could publish a little calculator every week and one out of mm-hmm. every 
15 would probably get 50,000 hits and it would say, buy Postlight. What a great investment in teaching the world something in our brains. And then people will yell at us on Twitter about how we got it wrong. How we got it wrong. And and then we'll adjust it and get it a little bit more right. And then we'll we'll tell them they're wrong. Yeah, exactly. This is how learning happens. And we will say thank you, right? Like, I mean, and that... (laughs) That's all I want in the world. I just want, like, come and let me sell you some services. Then if it turns out we're not fit, we say thank you. Feel free to get in touch. You know, hope to talk to you again. Yeah, exactly, in the future. Yeah, we'll be glad to clean up the mess that you're about to make in about six months. (laughs) (laughs) There's the cynicism. (laughs) It's not even, it is, one of the wild things that happens is sunk cost coming in the door, which is people show up and they go, Oh man, you know we went with that other company, and it turns out it was boy, bad. Uh, We're in a bad like, place. Mm, we spent an awful lot of money, on, um, and they, and they just literally—it's like they—it's like they bring you the the incredibly dead animal. <laughs> and they're like, we need we need you, to do a sunk cost uh, story yeah. on account for sure. It's just a goldfish upside down in a bowl, and they're like, "What can yeah. you do?" <laughs> Oh, that is dark, but, but it's that so is true. Real. That is real. And you're like, I, you're going to need a new goldfish. And they're like, no, no, <laughs> no, no, no. We, we, we already spent so much money on this goldfish. And what if like, we just feed this one? Can't we just feed this one? Won't it just, just kind of revive? make the bowl filled with moldy garbage. So you can try that too. And they're like, okay, we're going to go feed it for a while. So anyway, come take a trip to the aquarium store. Uh, yes. <laughs> Hello at postlight.com. If you need a new goldfish where, where you're... Where your shop. That is exactly right. Hello, postlight.com. We'll talk to you soon. Bye, Paul.